0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: I almost did what I did with Suje the other day. When I in, in, when I was interviewing her, and I spoke for like a minute with my headset on mute, so I did not do that. Hey, it's Pamit. <laughs> you never know what to expect on the porch, except for to have fun and a a chance for you to catch up with our favorite artists and authors and and just hang out, grab a beverage, you know, do whatever you do to relax and unwind and enjoy a conversation. Today, I put Mama Gina and company because Mama Gina is Mama Gina. She's a bard, a modern day bard, but she's also nine toes bard. And I think she might have a few more characters in there, which I would love to find out about and introduce you to. Uh, but first, I want to play, since I brought up Nine Toes the Bard, last time I spoke with, uh, with, <laughs> with Mama Gina was right around the time that she released the CD of Nine Toes the Bard, the first one with Nine Toes the Bard songs. And she had already uh, had been working, oh, wait, wait. Not only did she release the CD, she actually lived up to Nine Toes the Bard and that became part of who she is. But I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll talk to her about that. But uh, she had had come to visit me right after the Green Album or right around the time that the Green Album was, right before the Green Album was released and uh, played a song for me and my guy, my guy who I call a paladin. And he loves this song. So we're going to start with, Paladin, Schmelladin, and on the other side, we'll be inviting Mama Gina and company uh, to the port. Hi, how's everyone out there tonight? I want to tell you a story about the paladin,
2: but first I got to tell you what a paladin is. Now, paladins in ancient days, they were holy knights for the church. Yes, they were. They were holy knights for the church. They were badasses on the battlefield. Aye, indeed. And they took all these incredible vows of purity and chastity and nobility. And aye, everyone wanted the paladin on their side in the middle of the battlefield. But nobody wants to hang out with the paladin after the war because they're just killjoys, don't you know? So, this is a song about a paladin Who is considering a career change?
0: Call me sir, I wear the white I'm the champion of all that's right Noble heart and steady sight I am a paladin Monks, there is me, have no mother, Bible in one hand a blade, in the other, live like a saint. The church is my lover, I am a paladin. But oh, so many nights in prayer and chapel, begging, please.
3: There must
0: be a better reason to get up in my knee. Buckle and explore my darker side And if the lady's willing I'm gonna rip that by the slide I'm gonna trade my blade for courtless And get my swarthy on. paladin Shmaladin, I wanna be a pirate (laughs) All this living sinless is so incredibly dull I wanna tankard all the Others say be happy with your lot Oh but how I want to be everything I'm not pulling smaller than I wanna be a pirate So pillage loot and plunder oh baby and all in I'm so ready to explain. The consequences of my sin, embrace my nerve, pirate, and say the paladin, paladin, schmaladin. I want to be
2: a pirate. Ah! You've gone with me this far. Let's have a little pirate rap. Are you ready?
0: So black the tooth that patched the eye I want to be that wicked guy I'm ready for the seven seas And a right fine wench to sail with me C-H-A-S-T-E That's not the chase I want to be Let my heart grow black as coal Sex and drugs and rock and roll Paladins Smaller than I want to be Paladins Smaller than I want to be Paladins Smaller than I want to be. be A pirate I sing it with me one more time, nice and slow, you know, like the pirates do. We're gonna take it out here. Here we go,
1: I. Love that song, love that song, Nine Toes the Bard, Mama Gina as Nine Toes the Bard, and Paladin, Schmaladin. there's so much that I can say about this song, and, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, and I'm going to weave in talking about the song into what I'm going to talk, and it's not going to sound like it's going to make any sense, but I had to admit to Mama Gina that I was running a little bit late, because I got caught up with something online that I wanted to to say to to one of my friends who is having a hard time online struggling with all the negativity and the divisiveness that's that is online and my significant other literally and I don't use the term literally like just throw out there when I say literally I mean literally deactivated his Facebook yesterday because he watched this movie called The Social Dilemma on Netflix. And it talked about how the online experience that you have, especially on something like Facebook and YouTube and, and even Google is shaped by algorithms to create your own echo chamber. And, you know, a lot of people are getting down and a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression and my friend was like, I'm struggling with this. What do I do? And I said, you know, I've been doing this online thing since the mid-90s. Um, and I've struggled with it. I've had some really rough times, super rough times during it. Uh, but I came up with these, these rules, which is basically everything that you're dealing with online, they, you know, the people that you deal with, they're, they're just like characters in a video game. They, they don't really exist. But then we know, you know, um, on some level, yeah, they do exist. But what I'm saying is you don't have to engage with them. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to listen to what they say. You can say that they're total works of fiction. But at one point, you get to decide how much you want them to be real. Like, you know, do I say hi to you? Do I ask where you're from? Do I ask how your are day- And then you start letting them more and more into your life. Uh, on your terms and then you decide basically the last rule is Mm -hmm. how much are you going to let what they say and do uh, be an impact on your life on the other side of the keyboard and when you when you start creating those rules then you start forming your own experience online and you get to make these wonderful connections with people because if it wasn't for online if it wasn't for me Basically I had a, I had an addiction. Gina, I had a full-on yeah. addiction to online back in the 90s. And and I'm not saying oh. that I'm not like, you know, over it, but <laughs> but <laughs> if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't I wouldn't have things like this podcast. I wouldn't have met you and all the wonderful people I've met through doing this podcast and then, you know, talking about how much do you want this person's life to impact your life now? Well, you you were at my house, and I fed you spaghetti one time. You came, we and sure then you did, played Paladin's Yeah, So there's positive.
2: No, I was just going to say, Go I think people need to hear this, you know, because it, there is a lot of positive that can come from it. I think discernment is a huge... Um, skill set that we all need to uh, to use at this point to be discerning about how we engage online. Um, it's easy to doom scroll. It's easy to get caught in that echo chamber and, you know, we need to figure out how to, how to maneuver through this.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, and this is one way to maneuver. Go to blogtalkradio.com <laughs> forward slash witching hours podcast, click on the shows here and get away from all the other stuff online for like an hour or two hours, however long either uh, my show is or Jason's show or The Witches Next Door. And we've got a, a great show coming up uh, soon. Well, two great shows I'm working on, uh, bringing back the, the Pagan Variety Show with Liz Hamilton. She Ooh. used to do that on Pagan Tonight. Yeah, I, I haven't announced Amen. that yet. That's, yeah. that's on your show I announced that. And then um, <laughs> Hedera... Hedera Binewood leads a very large online community that uh that sprang from her shop here in uh in North Carolina outside of Charlotte in a town called Huntersville. She had a, a, a uh Brook Ancestral Arts in Spellcraft. I, I I think I'm saying that in the right proper order. Hedera will, will school me if I'm not. Um but you know, like most pagans communities a lot of them spring up around the bookshop and the pagan shop the pagan bookshop that has the spell stuff and all and uh unfortunately uh, before the pandemic the shop there was a fire in the shop and the shop went bye-bye so she went mm. and took this is another positive that you can do online she went and took that shop and made it an online community. And the good thing about that is that online community can grow beyond the geographical boundaries, you know, absolutely. Right. We could have people from all over the world as part of that community. So with that, she has got a show that she, and, uh, and some of her minions, (laughs) we've been having a lot of fun in chat talking about the show. Uh, And she, she, she did the wonderful if anyone's noticing that we have a nice new graphic, that's that's her and her team did to that. Um but her the show that she's got coming up is Incantation Nation. And cool. I'm looking forward to that. That's a lot of fun. There was something I was gonna lead to that to, oh yeah, oh yeah. So we're Now we're in the pandemic and this is even more, this is great that she already set the groundwork for that. And it's nice that I have, you know, agoraphobic Pam. I'm able to, to travel with everyone, you know, through my podcast. I don't have to go anywhere and people can come to me sometimes. Yay. Thank you, by the way, for being my <laughs> guest, but, but you are a bard. You're, you know, here, I'm going to use that word again, literally. Hmm a bar. Yeah. So please to anyone who does not know Mama Gina, explain explain yourself to us about being a modern day bar. <laughs> and then we'll go into how do you do how do you be a bar during pandemic times. But first, before the pandemic, what did yeah.
2: you do? Well, I've I've been touring for about eight years up until twenty twenty. I've been touring hardcore Um, And traditionally, Bards, uh, you know, go back a few centuries, a thousand years, um, Bards traveled, um, and they brought the news from one town to another. Um, They brought the local folklore and and shared stories and poetry and song um, with whoever would listen in each town and um it was the highlight uh, you know of of an event for for the town and it was the bard's way of life and in turn you know wherever the bard went they they hopefully they opened their doors and and um their kitchens <laughs> um and and their <laughs> fire rings and and shared with the bard so and the bard shared back with with their skills and We have some great modern day bards now who have been touring for a number of years, and I was fortunate enough to be one of them and still am. But in this time of COVID, um, we are learning to share in different ways. And that does mean being in the midst of this online uh, kind of craziness. And so I think we're all trying to maneuver um, because, you know, a bard brings brings their talents to everyone who is ready to listen and it's is you know we try our best to share our truth with everyone who yes. will listen and um you know we hope that people are being discerning on their end and we hope that um we we can somehow successfully do this online it's um it's very different i miss. Hanging out with people in their living rooms, and I miss the uh, the dinners that we share on the road and I certainly miss our festivals and camping on the road um, with with five hundred of my favorite friends at a festival um, <laughs> but but I think that we're all trying to make this work for me i've actually um, I've taken some downtime this year to pull back a little bit i've done a little bit of online work and I am uh, providing content for some For some uh, festivals that have gone online, I have been doing that throughout the year, but I haven't been doing a lot publicly online playing. Um, uh, Part of it has been equipment issues that I need to resolve and improve some things before I can do really good uh, live broadcasts from, from where I am. And some of it is just reeling back and taking stock and figuring out what's next for me. You know, I don't want to stop traveling. I don't want to stop sharing Um, but while I am sidelined, I've kind of looked at this as an opportunity for personal growth and figure out what's next for me.
1: That's awesome. That's, that's, you know, and, and the way I look at it is, excuse me, this is basically enforced a year or so of shadow work. You know, Mm -hmm. our, our ancestors, they, they had, you know, times of the year that they really couldn't do much to leave the house because of weather mostly because maybe, you know, you have to, to, when you grow your own food, uh you can't, you know, stop off down to the local whatever mart and, and pick up more food. You have that food. Right. So you're not going to go on a big trip somewhere, <clears throat> excuse me, which is also why it's important for people you know that was when when the hospitality happened uh in the past when people gave you food and and lodging, that was more of um it was a, an expectation because you knew that the person couldn't survive without that and and I was trying to figure out how I was going to slip into this. It's you know I hope <laughs> you don't mind my talking about it, but it sure. it was through. The the kindness of the people on the road that you survived becoming literally, not. And, and I'm sorry I keep using this word because people it triggers people like why are, oh she really means it literally nine toes the bard. So let's start with who nine toes is and how right. you how how nine toes came to be as a character and how nine toes came to be literally. <laughs>
2: Literally, absolutely literally. So in 2015, I had this story fall into my head, like literally I was driving. (laughs) Let's use that word a little more. I was driving and within about a half an hour of driving, I had this whole story fall into my head and I had to go off to the side of the road and scribble it down because I always have a stack of empty notebooks with me wherever I go. Scribbled this story down, and it was a crazy story that became a song called Nine Toes the Bard. And it was a song, story, about a bard, a 15th century Welsh bard, who makes a deal with a dragon because she has a curse on her that no one will remember her name. Um, She has to spend one night with the dragon. The dragon gets to take whatever he wants, and in return, she gets a name that everyone can remember well, the dragon takes a toe. He has a toe fetish, and she becomes nine toes. The to bard. That's that's the deal that she makes. Well, <laughs> I, know, it, I know. Just take a well, second. I, Let's I take a
1: second. Talking. And just toe fetish. <laughs> Go
2: ahead. <laughs> so so this whole thing fell into my head. I wound up writing a song. You know, it took me about a month to write the song and really flesh it out. Uh-huh. And then. Ten months after <laughs> I wrote that song and started playing it in the middle of 2016, I was on the road, and I wound up in St. Louis, and I wound up in a hospital, and I turns out I was extraordinarily sick, didn't know how sick I was. I did lose a oh toe. No. Um, it turns out I was diabetic and wasn't taking care of things I should be taking care of, and one of those things was a toe that had gone quite bad. And um, the dragon got my toe. And um, in this case, the dragon was was, uh, diabetes. But it it actually happened 10 months after I wrote that song. And I, you know, I I had somebody who I just barely knew at the time, and her name is Amanda Bell. And I would say her name, you know, and be grateful for it forever, because we're, we're good friends now. But Amanda, who was, um, in charge of booking the talent for the St. Louis pagan picnic staying at her house when all of this went down. And, you know, I'm in the hospital. And she came in and she brought me my guitar because I was going to be in the hospital for about a week. And she said, what can I do? I said, I'm not sure. I said, I just have to figure out what I'm going to do from here. She said, well, I don't think there's any question you're coming to my house and you're going to stay until Aww. it's okay. And I wound up sleeping in what was her library for about five and a half weeks after I got out of the hospital until I was well enough and released from the surgeon's care to go back to Florida to figure out what I was going to do next. Um, I, she, I mean she just she never batted an eye, she never said, "Well, yeah, we'll have to figure out what to do with you." She just said, "You're coming to my house until until you are ready to go and I wow, at that point, at that point, I was just so incredibly grateful for our community, um and for Amanda and her family who put up with me being in their house literally, you know, <laughs>
0: literally we're <again, literally. laughs> this um,
1: but but see
0: that's
1: it's funny with with you how literally just you know becomes it, it's part of i I know a lot of people use it as a throwaway word, but it's got a lot of power when I, oh, when I yeah. speak with you. Yeah. <laughs> um and, yeah. and I you know, I talked about in the past how important it was for the, the the care and feeding of bards when they came, you know, that not only did people respect the, the the entertainment and the news, because remember a lot of cultures they either they didn't have writing or most of the people were not literate. So the way you got not Correct. only your news That's also how you got your history. That's how you got, you know, a lot of our our stories were, were passed down by bards. And so taking care of bards and the care and feeding of bards is, is quite an honor. So thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for, for taking care of our bard. (laughs) Uh, But that's, that's what I feel needs to come from, from the pandemic from the horrible time that we're in instead of the divisiveness that, you know, and I'm going to say it, you know, Facebook and YouTube and Google create this divisiveness and we have to try to to work our best to, 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 to break that down. Um, That it, it, I'm sorry. It, it stirs certain things up with people uh, on purpose. It starts pushing those buttons and getting you angry about, Things So they can sell you things or they can sell screen time, you know, the more you're on certain sites and they get, people get money for that. So people are, you are the product. You are the product. But here, oh, yeah. you are not the product. Here you are, my guest on the porch. You are my guest, Aww. and everyone uh, else on the porch is my guest. Um, I wanted to you. You were sharing me, sharing with me uh, two new songs and one that I because I haven't been keeping up with you, um, uh, an album that was released recently that I didn't get a chance to hear yet. So, um, I I think I want to start with with um, starts. Starts with a heart. Why not? We're going to start oh, with that one. Absolutely,
2: yeah. That is brand so, new. Um, not not released mm-hmm. yet. You're you're going to play it before anybody.
0: Woohoo! Thank you.
1: <laughs>
2: I
0: love that.
1: Yeah. I live for that. Yeah. Um, can you tell us tell us a little bit about that before we we play it? Because it's the part of the reason I picked it is a little bit of the description you gave. It's something that that we need tough times yeah the
2: the two newest songs right now that i'm working on um are not really part of an album project i'm simply responding to everything that's going on um in the world around us and i will be perfectly honest with you when all of this started in late february march i was i i went into a bit of a funk for a while and i wrote a lot and none of it will probably ever see the light of day because it was harsh, it was angry, it was coming from a place of despair, and I had to feel those things deeply um in order to be able to move beyond them i think um but lately I've been writing um hope again and starts with the heart is um it's it's one of my new love songs for all of the folks that are out here um standing in the spaces helping connect other people with each other. You know, it starts with a heart. It starts with one heart that can reach out to another one, even when things are really, really difficult.
1: Aw. I, I, and, and, and I want to talk a little bit more about the, the, you know, the process that you had to go through before you can get to here. But right now, sure. <clears throat> excuse me, let's do starts with a heart. And this is a premiere. Thank you so much for letting us uh share that first on on the porch here on the Witching Hour. My pleasure. This is how he starts
0: with a heart. She might be broken. Well, she ain't staying This is how he starts with a heart. Her power's broken in a world that needs her will. This is how it starts with a heart That keeps on beating mm, When life ain't tough This is how he starts with the heart Ain't no retreating And she is my. This is how we both should know What the world's me.
1: Talk a little bit aside while the song's playing, and I'm like, I'm like, well, this is what I want to talk about in the next segment, and but I want to go back and listen to this, to the rest of the song. But it's funny because what I wanted to talk about in the next segment pretty much is in that song is, you know, it, it may be broken, it may be falling down around you, um, and what I said to you was, I, I want to go back to what you're talking about with your process of. Um, getting angry and going through all those emotions because that's so important and that's basically shadow work and if you can't let yourself feel that and experience that then you can't get to the other side and I I, I can't remember if I was on mic or, or talked to you uh, earlier about how I felt that a lot of what we're going through this year is shadow work It's and that's what shadow yeah. work is We we have to we have to – it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to yeah, experience it, that. We, we, we live in a culture that tells us not to.
2: Yeah, I grew we up can't in a family – Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I grew up in a family where I was literally told, again, that word – where I was told as a <laughs> child that anger that anger was the worst possible emotion and the most destructive emotion you could ever feel, and therefore I was not allowed to feel it at all, ever. And I swallowed it my whole childhood. I swallowed it. I swallowed that anger as a young woman. I swallowed it right up until the point when I was in my early 30s and I was I someone did something that made me so broken and it still took me another year to figure out that it was okay to be angry. Rage is is not a bad thing unless you do bad things with it, but it anger mm-hmm. is a sign of its pain and it's a sign that there is something wrong and it needs to be addressed. And if we keep swallowing that stuff, then that's why we have shadow work, you know, and that's why when all of this came up again, I realized I, I, I spent probably a good four weeks um, not sleeping, uh, falling into depression this early this year as my calendar collapsed, and I realized that I was not going to be touring this year at all. And my entire life wow. um, in these last in this last decade has been about bringing music to people and being the bard and and about sharing what I know with people and about the connections that I was able to to create on the road and I just I I felt broken I I felt disheartened and I finally started writing again and I knew that the part of my process is that I have to write whether it's good or not whether whether it's something I'm ever going to record or not I have to write and I started writing and it was shit. It was horrible. It was crap. It was anger and rage. Mm-hmm. And I had to write it out and get to the other side of it, Pam. I, There was only one way no, to deal with it. And that was to confront it. Yeah. And I finally was able to take a deep breath and go, wow, I really feel all those things. And now what am I going to do about it? And I made a promise to myself many years ago Um I try not to write about anger, rage, uh, despair without at least providing some hope somewhere. You know, I've Mm -hmm. had some angry songs, but there's always something in them that says, "But there's there's a way to deal with this." And so I knew that much of what I wrote, I was never going to release. But once I was on the other side of it and and kind of popped my head out of the worst part of that depression. I realized that there were a lot of things that I was going to do differently going forward, and I had to assess um, part of my life. Um, and you know what? I was planning on building a studio in about five years from now <laughs> and,
1: and starting <laughs> well, to do some recording from home, right.
2: right? And this year, you know, when I finally stepped back and realized there will not be – festivals this year there there will not be a safe way for me to travel not just for myself but you know if I'm traveling and bringing music to people I could be bringing disease to other people as well I could be the vector and I just could not rationalize and some people were like you can come anyway it's okay and I said no I it's not okay this year and we'll talk about future but in the meantime, I sat back and decided, what do I want to do? And building the studio, you know, was not going to happen five years from now. It's happening this year right now. And, and it's a way for me to start sharing this new music that's coming through, like Starts With a Heart. Um, because I'm sitting right here, and it's, the studio is literally, literally <laughs> again with that word, <laughs> right in my bedroom. It's here in my bedroom. I wake up. I can sit down in the chair, put the headphones on, and if they're, you know, if uh, it's a decent hour, I can turn the speakers up all I want to, and I am writing, and I'm going to school uh, to learn how to mix really well, um, and use all of this gear that that I'm acquiring. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. Um, It's it's the thing that's getting me out of bed right now and motivated, and I'm able to write the music that I want to write and begin sharing it. I'm very excited by this.
1: Well, I've been having this conversation the last last few days, and it's something that's always in my mind that I I try to live by, um, is that duality, that is part of magic that people don't necessarily – Understand or embrace. We again, we live in a culture that that wants to not feel pain and not go through tough mm-hmm. times because it's so hard. And, and and I'm kind of leading to the next song, but I'm not ready to play it. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> um, but but it is, it's difficult and people don't want to feel uncomfortable and people, and, and here we are, we're forced to feel uncomfortable. And I can understand a lot of people wanting, you know, people deal with this in different ways. A lot of people like, Oh no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad, but it is, uh, you know, you, you, you said you're, you've got diabetes and that puts you in a higher risk category if you did get this. So you've got to protect yourself. Um, But the, you know, when you look at the the bad part about it, you you also have to look at what it brings to you. And, you know, when I'm reading the tarot and the tower card comes up, everyone goes, oh,
3: shit. (laughs) And
1: I always tell people, I said, don't focus on that. Focus on what you build afterwards. And you've got the power to build something. You know, the tower is coming down it's coming down mm-hmm. but it, but, yeah. but they do come down what are you going to do now and and,
2: and the card that ahead. follows the tower in the major arcana is the star all that hope there and all that ability to find your truth and to focus on what's truly important follows that tower experience in the major arcana and we can allow that that hope to follow the devastation it's okay it's okay not to get stuck in our devastation it's okay to move ahead and i think the tower the tarot is so powerful because it gives us the roadmap that says you know what it
1: really does suck right now but it can get better you know my spidey senses at the beginning of this of course i went through the oh um you know i've i've got a lot of health issues too and I've got PTSD and my PTSD has a medical trigger and mm-hmm. so of course I'm like freaking out you know with with all the stuff that's going on and I I I tapped into you know trying to to figure out uh I I opened myself up to you know the influences of of the universe to say okay Give me an idea of where we're going with this, and the yeah. the impression I got was, yeah, it's gonna be pretty crappy. It's gonna be pretty bad. People are gonna die. And God, this is such a downer of a show. But but what happens afterward is gonna be at another level of a, a much higher level of of compassion, of connection. Um, the things are going to be better than they were going into this. On the other side, we just have to go through this rough thing, and I think that that's what, you know, that's kind of your song. There starts with the heart. You know, yes. it, it, yeah. it sucks, but it's going to be better. And and I fully, wholeheartedly, <laughs> words are so uh-huh. important because they're 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 what you do as a bard. Wholeheartedly believe <clears throat> that that's what's going to happen on the other side that we are going to be more compassionate. We are going to be more connected. And I have to say, me personally, um, I, you know, I I traveled from from Germany to the United States by myself when I was 18. No, Uh had my backpack and my Walkman and no fear, really excited about it. Now I can't go 30 minutes without panicking. <clears throat> that's agoraphobia. Um, eventually I will get over it, but now I'm not. But I've been doing what I can to yeah. expand my world in other ways. And I feel as if that's something that hopefully I can help people with because that's what I've been doing. I've basically been living like how we've had to live in the pandemic for the last however many years. So I, I guess I can tell you they're, they're, you know we're seeing this. You're you've got a recording studio. I've been doing the podcast from from wherever I've lived over the last um, almost ten years. I've been finding a way to do a podcast because we need that connection. We need to to, to reach out and find other people like yes. us. And when we can't Absolutely. do it by traveling, then and you've been I've I've seen. I'm trying to keep it with everybody and that's a project that I've got that I want to do after the election um, is I want to try to focus on who's doing like the online concert thing and other ways that they're doing online stuff and, and find a way to help promote that for, for the people who are doing that because that's what a, you know, let's look at what a festival is. It's a way for everybody to get together, but it's a way for vendors to make their money and for artists to make their money. And, you know, yes, we all connect, but that's your business. And that's their business. So what do you do when you don't have that? You have to find a way to, to get people to buy your stuff. Oh, this would be a good time. (laughs) If we want to buy your stuff, Mama, Gina. where do we buy your stuff? Since we can't see you at a, at a, at a festival right now. So
2: right now, the best place for folks to go is to my Bandcamp page, and I actually put in the show comments there on Blog Talk Radio, um, <clears throat> so you can find it later. But it's MamaGina.Bandcamp.com, and all of my music that is recorded digitally is in there, as well as um, as and in even stuff that I haven't released yet. And all of the new Ava stuff, which is another voice in my head, and she's coming hopefully by spring I will have a new CD out. But um, I've got all this music out there that's available digitally for a really great price, and and I'm running a COVID special this year. I have seven CDs out right now. For 70 bucks, You you get all of the digital music, plus I will ship all seven CDs to you wherever you are. So um, if anybody wants to take advantage of that, all the information is on my Bandcamp site or just reach out to me at com, and I'll
1: hook you up. Um, that's where you can find my stuff right now. And that's Mama M-A-M-A. M-A-M-A-G-I-M-A. Yes. M-A-M-A-G-I-M-A. Uh, G- that's, that's like a song yep. right there. M-A-M-A-G-I-M-A. <laughs> Um, Mama Gina Bandcamp, look up Mama Gina on Bandcamp. And, you know, uh, one of the things I, I really like about Bandcamp, and you could talk a little bit more if you don't mind about it, um, through the, this COVID experience, one day a month, I think, they yeah. uh, open it up. So they get, basic, and I've, I've taken advantages with, with some of Suja's music, and I've been trying to find a new artist each month they do this. Um and 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 I haven't been I've only done Souge so far, so I need to, to Mama Gina <laughs> next. Um one day a month. One day and then they take a little bit of money from you for a service for the service of putting your music up there. Except for one day a month. Except for one Are Friday. Two?
2: That's right. One Friday a month they they um Make sure that everything gets passed on to the artist. We still have to pay whatever fees are from whatever account it goes into, like mine goes into my PayPal account. So I get hit with the PayPal fees. But I don't uh, pay any fees to Bandcamp on that one Friday every month. And I think it's done for September, but look for it in October. It's usually, I think, the first Friday of every month where they um, they give everything to the musicians. Um, and And I think it's just... You know, Bandcamp has been very progressive in supporting independent musicians and and they're really stepping up to the plate here during during this year where you know literally every penny counts literally. literally. This is the show that we yeah. have called literally forever, Pam
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's literally a judah and well, I, I will literally. say one thing we are not literally on a porch, okay. We are not. Okay. Oh, I broke that! I broke that! Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're back on the porch. We're back. Close your eyes. We're back on the porch. Okay, we're, we're back on the, <laughs> on the porch. We're on the porch. We're on the porch. We're on the porch. Well, and and hopefully, literally, you will be back here on the porch. And and yeah. uh, we we moved into a new house. There's been a lot of changes in in my life this last year. Um, we, I want to go ahead and, and – I'm going to go ahead and do it, Gina. Um, I, one of the connections I made online years and years ago was a person who I knew in, from high school, but I didn't really know him all that well in high school. He's just some guy in high school. I thought he was kind of cute, but he scared the crap out of me one night when I <laughs> – he was just – he's really tall, and he's got this air about him. Well, I don't we started talking online about music and books and and now I live in North Carolina with him, and he he saw this movie about getting off of Facebook, so he's not on Facebook anymore and then he goes after he gets off Facebook and I'm sitting here like for years thinking one day I'll be able to put on Facebook that change my status to Facebook official that I'm engaged um, yeah, but
3: congratulations. <laughs>
1: thank you it's been it's been unofficial for for a while but but i i made him i said you're gonna have to ask me officially one day yeah because we just understood that that's where our, our where we're going but i'm like you're gonna have to ask me so this last sunday he he was uh while i was sleeping late he uh he watched this movie on on about facebook social dilemma on netflix and he he came back and he woke me up and he's like, I I deactivated my Facebook account. And, and <laughs> I, I watched the movie and it's a good, it's, I think everyone should watch that movie. Honestly, I don't think you need to deactivate your Facebook account, but you do need to understand that you are the product. So.
3: Oh you gotta yeah. Keep
1: that in mind. You, you are oh, the product, yeah. but you know, but I told him, I said that that's, you know, I come from radio, and that's what I did in radio. I just didn't have these algorithms to make people stay listening. I had to do it by my own my own guile, my own way, by my own wit. Please listen. Coming up, we've got the brand-new song that nobody's heard before from Mama Gina. We've already played one. But if you want to hear the next one, you have to stick around. Yeah. That's true. That's literally what's going to happen here. Literally. Um <laughs> So tell me, are you you are or are not doing the online shows right now? Or what's I going on am, with that?
2: What I have been doing this year, I've got a, a handful of things posted on my YouTube channel that folks can find if they look me up. Um, I've I've done some short things. And what I have been doing, though, this year, is there have been several festivals that have moved online. And I've been providing recorded concerts for them. And I will continue to do that through the end of the year. And um, I am on the verge, no promises, but I'm actually on the verge of having everything I need to do some live streaming. Um, and that may change some things for me. Uh, but I'm, I, you know, what? I am the person who needs to focus on one thing at a time. And so Right now I'm focusing on a lot of classwork as I learn how to use all my studio gear. And I've been focusing on getting those concerts ready for the festivals. At some point I will probably put them up on YouTube so that folks can see them. But right now they're just for the festivals that I have recorded for. And um, hopefully within the next few months I'll be able to be ready to do some live streaming. Um, my holdback has been I want to make sure that the quality is good. And uh, you know, right. I, don't, I don't like to put put. I don't like to put bad video or bad audio out there. I want it to be really good. So I've been a little bit
1: um, patient in that regard. But been, that's
2: coming slowly but surely.
1: It's coming. Even even harder on yourself. See what that, I did there? Yeah. Harder yeah, on, on I yourself. What did there. <laughs> <laughs> harder is the name of the song. Harder is the name of the song. Um. But but then that's how you know you, you I you, blah, 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 blah. when I reached out to a lot of people who've been been that I met through the other podcasts and, and said them said to them that we're launching the Witching Hour spellcast. Uh, you were one of the first ones saying, "Hey, look! If you need a guest, you know I'm, I'm here," and I appreciate that. I appreciate every Thank you. everyone. Um, but I was I, I had Suge on a couple weeks ago because and we brought you up because you were at one of these online festivals. You you did uh is it the one in uh Missouri Harvest Home? Was that the one that you did with her? Oh yeah, Harvest Home. Or was yeah. it Heart, Heartland Yeah, Harvest Homecoming. Yeah. So yeah. we we brought you up then. So that was like two weeks ago. And then last week I had Mortellus yeah. on. And Mortellus is a um she uh they um, are, uh, they work with, um, uh, mort- mortician stuff and death and all. Oh, cool. And I, I told, I told them about how you are an Undertaker's daughter and we played Undertaker's yep. daughter. And they said, okay, Aww. universe, I will reach out to Mama Gina. <laughs> it's time for Mama <laughs> <Thank> Gina. <you. laughs> so we mentioned her two weeks in a row, so it's time for her to be the guest. Um, and I, well no and, and I haven't been keeping up with what you what you've done. So and I'm I'm really excited to be able to play some of the new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm I'm kinda like wanting to tease again and say, So let's play something that you just recently Yeah, let's do that. Let's play something that you recently released and then we'll play the new song harder later. Sure. See what I did there? See what I did there? I love it. I tease people to make it. them stay longer. <laughs> no, but but that's where we're going with this. Uh, so tell us about, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I want to be able to have the conversation after. Uh, the song, the sorry, the album that you just recently did uh, yes. was it's, uh, Firewood and Rust. You released it in March, yes. April, and it's yes. one thing at a time. Hey, this is kind of funny how this works out one thing at a time. You said that one, thing at, one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Here we go. Thanks.
0: parking grow faster than the trees that are slowly disappearing with the oxygen we breathe she can't save the whole She scoops them one by one Moving tiny roots on down the road Before the back horse come. You can't do it all your tail so Don't you even try You can do one thing At a time They leveled up those hilltops And they stripped that earth right down And once they've stolen all they can They're off to kill another town, he finds himself a broken mountain, buys one acre at a time, hopes to get it all paid off and reclaimed before he dies. Your tail, don't you even try? You can do one thing at a time, one tiny light. One broken wing One hungry soul One song to sing You can't do it all Makes you wanna cry Oil spills out in the gold Hold that seagull's wing.
3: They'd rather pay the penalty for
0: the profit black gold brings. One tiny heart beats in her hand. To scrub the tar away A hundred more may die tonight But this one flies away You can't do it all yourself But don't you even try You can do one thing at a
3: time
0: You can't do it all yourself now Don't you even try You can do one thing You gotta do something yeah. You can do one thing At a time
1: one thing at a time. Welcome back to the Mama Gina infomercial. One thing at a time. But wait. <laughs> there's more. There's yeah. there's another song coming up. Another premiere. At least one other cuz I I've got some other tunes too, but we're we're going to try to keep it down to to give people just a taste. Just a little taste, a tease of Mama Gina because but wait, there's more. After this show's over, if you love Mama Gina's music like I do, then share this show with somebody. Let them know about this show, and then let them know about where to find Mama Gina's music, either on Bandcamp. M-A-G-A-N-A. No, I messed it up. M A M A M A M A G I N A. M A M A G I N A okay, <laughs> Mama Gina on Bandcamp, Mama Gina on uh, YouTube, Mama Gina on Facebook. Yep. Where else, Mama Gina? Yep.
2: You know, Pam, you're you're just what you do, and what other podcasts or podcasters are doing is so amazing right now because the truth is, is that in, this has been the suckiest year ever for um road musicians and independent musicians and it's you know i've got to tell you the money was never stellar but it was enough to keep me alive and doing the thing that i love so i'm not motivated by money at all but we need money to live (laughs) and yeah we need for people to hear our music for our souls to live and what you and other podcasters have been doing this year, other radio shows, there have been local um, actual radio stations that have picked up my music as well. And it's, it means the world to all of us independent musicians out there, all of us pagan musicians, to know that we have the support of folks like you and of our community. Because without you, nobody's hearing our music. And then we're just kind of sitting alone in a room playing for ourselves. And it's not the same. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, not just not just from me, but from all of us independent pagan musicians that are out here uh, still trying to share hope, um, still trying to let people know that we're going to get through this because we're strong as a community. And it really helps that we know that our community is backing us.
1: Ah. Thank you. I, I, you know, what I do is like if it wasn't for you, I would just be somebody sitting here talking on my headset to myself. So it's a symbiotic <laughs> thing, and, you know. Honestly, and the reason I do it is because I love your music, and I love, I love community, and I love making that connection. And I know, I was a, I was a real, you know, I'm going to say this and, and not and. It's actually, I'm going to, when I say this, it's going to sound like I'm, like, you know, inflating myself, but it's actually the opposite. Um, I was a real-life radio disc jockey for decades, but I had to play what they wanted me to play. I had to yeah. play, and, and a lot of these musicians, some of them do have, like, Lear jets and stuff, but there's a lot of musicians out there who, especially in the early days of, of music, of, uh, of like top 40 and like from the 50s and 60s, who died penniless because the record companies and the, the, the producers took all their money. So they made this beautiful music, but the business of the music can kill it. That's why I'm saying it may sound like I'm trying to inflate myself, but... Do you know how much money I was lucky after, after 20 years of radio, I was lucky to make a little over minimum wage. People don't realize that you do, you do this stuff because you love it. And I was lucky enough to have been able, the reason I'm saying all this stuff is I was lucky enough to have been able to start getting involved with local music and independent musicians back before I, I got involved with, with pagan music. And I saw the love and the community and, and I saw the struggles, too, to get the word out there of, of the work that you do. And yeah. that's why I do this is so people will say, don't, don't just take, I, I, again, I'm saying this, don't just take this podcast and, and listen to it and just you know, file it away. Share it. Share the other ones. Share, you yep. know, listen to some of the other podcasts that we have have here on Witching Hour Spellcast. Listen to some of the other music uh, podcasts out there, and and authors. We have a lot of authors on here too, because indeed, I think people like to think that authors are rolling in the dough too, and and they're just, you know,
3: <laughs>
1: struggling. Not, we're all struggling. It's it's our job. So if you're enjoying somebody's music, that's why. Yeah, I kind of got a a little bit of a of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, there's a I hate this because I get brain fog and there's like this word and it's a really easy word, reputation. Kind of got a reputation uh, a couple years back for about five years ago for being a hard ass about about making sure you had rights to play music and I still am, and yeah. that's because this. Your your this is your job. This is what what you do to make money. So if you give me, you know, if you give me a CD, and I burn it off and share it with all my friends, that's one way of getting word out for musicians. But they're not going to make money on that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, with it's, this podcast, well, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, with this podcast, that's why yes. I keep saying. M-A-M-A-G-I-N-A, go to band camp. Go to band camp. One time at band camp? One time at band camp? Yeah. Okay, so we, we, gosh, I went off on this tangent down this rabbit hole. I am so sorry. Um, No, don't be. (laughs) Well, the, the last song that we are listening to is from an album that I have not been keeping up with you. So I didn't know that you released Firewood and Rust. So tell us about Firewood yeah. and Rust that you can get on so, Bandcamp. Yeah, that you can M-A- definitely a- get on Bandcamp
2: <laughs> and you can order, and, and I have hard copy CDs that you can order directly from me. Um, Firewood and Rust is the culmination of me writing some deeply, deeply personal um, heart-wrenching songs from a period about three years ago Um things just, my life just really took a bad turn. Four years ago now, you know, I had the health crisis that really set me up for wondering how I was going to spend the rest of my life because I really wasn't sure. Because the doctors told me I was done, that I just needed to go home and and draw unemployment mm-hmm. and not do anything ever again. Um, uh, marriage broke up. Uh, it was just, it was it was a critical year for me. And I wrote some extraordinarily personal stuff. And when I wrote that music, I thought that I was never going to play it for anyone. And Aww. a couple of years later, yeah, a couple of years later, I actually did start playing it out. And when I did, the connections were so immediate. I would have the complete strangers walk up to me and say, you just sang the story of my life. And, I really began to think about it. And so I allowed myself um, to be extraordinarily vulnerable. And I recorded these songs. Um, About half of them are about my heartbreak. And then half of them are about the place I grew up here in Florida, which isn't the place that I thought that it was. Um, You know, we have this image of our childhood home, and then we have the reality. And very often they're not the same thing either. Um, so there's yes. a homesickness. Yeah, there's a homesickness on this CD for a home that maybe really never was what I thought it was, and a relationship that was never what I thought it was. Um, that's Firewood and Rust. Uh, One Thing at a Time, the song that you played is, um, it was inspired by a friend of mine here in Florida who does plant rescue where she goes out in the heat in the middle of the day sometimes and gathers up um, indigenous and endangered plants that are about to be bulldozed by whatever parking lot they're going to build next. And it's hot, backbreaking work. And now she she collects seeds these few years later. She's taken to doing that and replanting. Um, And she told me at one point in the midst of her work, she said, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. And I looked at her and I said, you're out in central Florida heat in the middle of the summer, digging up plants that are going to be gone forever. Literally some of them would be gone forever because it might be the last known patch in Florida uh, to make way for a parking lot or a piece of road. And she was out there digging all this stuff up to save it. And um, one thing at a time became the song that I wrote for her And for everybody who is doing one thing, you don't have to do everything. And I think that that's part of what everyone is going through, the fatigue of realizing there is so much wrong that we can't possibly fix any of it. But we can do one thing at a time. And if we can focus our energy on one thing that we are passionate about, that we care about, whether it's another person that that we need to hold up, whether it's, the plants that are being endangered, whether it's doing your part recycling. I mean, whatever that happens to look like for you, you can do one thing at a time. Just do it, for heaven's sakes. And um, that song was inspired by, by my good friend Teresa Lutz, um, who does some really hard work, the soil and the plants. Um, most every week, and she still does it. She's collecting seeds now from endangered species and making sure that they are propagated and that they survive. And I can't think of anything more noble than doing that one thing at a time, one foot in front of the other, and just making that commitment.
1: It is extremely important to do that. And you're you're reminding me of a, a, a guess that I'm going to try to get uh, on the show, and maybe I can reach out to you about getting uh, your friend and talk to her about what she's doing too. Um, Absolutely. Because it, it does, just like it takes one thing at a time to, for things to get worse, it takes one thing at a time for things to get better, and we need to keep that in mind. Um, the person who I'm thinking of is Diana Bersford Kroger. She's a a botanist, a biochemist, and an author, and she has basically like a Noah's Ark of trees up in Canada oh, that she's wow. saving these trees that are like like you said they they may be the only ones of that type of tree. Um, so right. she's your friend needs to know about her, and they need to know about each other, and that's part of what. That's like my stupid human trick is to try to connect people. <laughs> that's like what I, what, I think. That's know. a
2: great human trick.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, it, thank you. Um, there again, I just like blanked. Uh, I'm sorry. I oh, I know what you're what I was gonna say. I I guess it was like my 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 brain was saying. Be careful going this way because this will turn people off, but it's important. Um, Politics, we all know that things are really crazy in our country right now. And along with that same thing, do that one thing. If you don't like what things are doing, how things are going, yeah, go ahead and post on Facebook to vent. But see about volunteering with a candidate or with you know, and it doesn't take. Right now, I'm trying to to sign people up to be poll observers, which is so important right now. Yeah. With with the stuff that that people are trying, and and it's like a four hour shift. And uh, it's in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. If you want to reach out to me in North Carolina, but I know that there's stuff like this happening everywhere across the United States. And I wish I could I could ask. Yeah. Unlike the president, I am not going to ask for foreign help in this election. <laughs> so I'm only asking for people <laughs> who are United States, you know, citizens and, re- and residents that there are some residents that are not citizens that can help out with this too. But, um, you know, do, if if that's recycling, if that's giving four hours to, to pull observe, um, if that's the Humane Society here, there are a bunch of dog people around here and not a lot of cat mm-hmm. people. So the cats here don't have people to go in and play with them. And you know how cats are. Cats are fragile. Yeah. And you've got to – Nobody. if somebody comes there and they're looking for a pet and they see a cat, you know, who's freaking out, that's how cats yeah. are. And they turn their back on you because they're like, "Oh my God, I don't like being here. I don't like being on display." That's why you need to have people go in and play with them. So, so volunteer at your local humane society, and play with cats. Take dogs for walks. They have a a, a thing here at our our humane society where you can volunteer to take the dogs for a walk. How cool is that? That is awesome. You could be saving, you could be saving that dog's life. You could be saving exactly. that dog's life.
2: Those are all great Gina, things.
1: Gina, I didn't think I was going to get so inspired, but I do <laughs> when I talk with you. You know, Aww. you never know what your music's going to going to bring from people, and that's why I love music. So it resonates.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's um, why. I, I think we all connect with music because it does – open something up within us.
1: It does. And and it's every culture has music. And I think that that's um, why pagan music is so important because it helps connect our community and it resonates with us. We're magical people. And we understand mm-hmm. the magic. But you started before this, before doing the pagan stuff, <clears throat> you did you did some. You were a professional musician before, because I remember stories about turkey. Oh yeah, <laughs> not not the bird turkey, not Thanksgiving, but the the country turkey. Uh, oh yeah. Do, do you want to share that? Um, I, I well, like I hearing would, that. Um,
2: I like... <laughs> you know, I was. I I mean, I've been a professional musician since I was sixteen. I've been singing since I could open my mouth um professional musician since I was 16 and played in all kinds of bands and there was a point um and it was at the tail end of the first gulf war and the band that I was in um was chosen to do a DOD tour department of defense tour a lot of people have heard of USO well this was the poor side of the USO um and uh <laughs> sorry we got, I know you what know, you're talking, talking about <laughs> Yeah, well, this 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 wasn't the famous people that the USO gets and they take, you know, they treat them like stars as they are. This is the DOD which brings bands over to entertain the troops. Um and we work hard. And when I say we work hard, we work really yes. hard. Um out of 9 weeks that we were over there, we did Turkey, Spain and Italy uh at the tail end of the Gulf War and um we had maybe one day off out of every 14 days. Uh, we were the rest of the time we were playing uh, we were moving gear we were in flight and turkey was probably one of our most interesting places i mean i've had i've had an old um, ak-47 pointed in my face by a young turkish uh, military kid who who didn't know anything except that somebody said to take us off the plane and it he was he looked terrified when he was doing it and we 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 weren't sure what was happening and it turns out it was all good. <laughs> Somebody just sent him to collect us and he didn't know if we were friend or foe and so he just pointed the gun at us and said get in, get in the truck. Um yeah, lots of cool stuff. <laughs> but it was it was an amazing adventure for all of us in the band and an amazing adventure for me. You know, I've I've been out of the country before Um, But being in Turkey, which at the time and still is, uh, it it really is a third world country in a lot of ways, even though the government may have a lot of money. Most of the people that I met had literally nothing. Mm -hmm. Some of them were living in the ground, which was dug out for their home with tin over the top of it you know, and, and a place for them to get in and out. I mean, they were living in the ground with tin over over the um, great hole that had been dug for their homes. And I met so many people in Turkey who were living at what any American, even the poor of us, poorest of us, would consider horrible conditions. Um, you know, and, and our military were wonderful, but we also, we as DOD tour, we didn't just play for... For our troops, for the U.S. troops, we played for all the conscripts as well on whatever base we were at. So in Turkey, there were Turks everywhere in, in our audiences or outside the building looking through the windows if they weren't allowed in the officer's club where we were playing. Um, in Spain, probably 90% of our audience were Spanish conscripts in their, in their military. And in Italy, oh, my God. Those men are so beautiful. By the way, um, in Italy, <laughs> yes. uh, we were playing. We were playing to mostly the Italian conscripts that were in that were in their military forces. Um, you know, our own our own guys and girls were coming out to the shows, but overwhelmingly, we were playing for these for these um, foreign military audiences, and it was absolutely one of the best experiences of my life. It really was, and it was worth. It was worth every moment of it, even even having
1: uh, you know an old rifle pointed in my face.
2: An old military
1: gun pointed in my face. You you never forget those things when they happen. Yeah. Well, see a lot of people don't understand a lot of things about Turkey. Is and and, uh, you know the government does have a lot of money, especially when the governor or sorry, when the president for life. (laughs) <laughs> and he wasn't supposed yep. to be president for life. Builds a yep. you know huge presidential palace. Uh, you know, and, and people are. My my family's Turkish, and I ah. the only time I've ever been in Turkey. The only time I've ever been in Turkey is when I was like six years old to visit my grandmother. My grandfather had already passed, and my grandfather was pretty high up in the Turkish police, so they had wow. money. But when I went to visit yes. my grandmother, she lived in this apartment. And they didn't have a bathroom like what we had. I had to, my brother and I had to be like hosed down in a, in a metal bucket, <laughs> like a, a, a wash tin. They didn't have a, they didn't have a shower and we don't, we yep. don't realize what we have. We don't have realize not what we have. You have not lived
2: until you've been in a public Turkish bathroom where, you know, you walk in and there is no toilet. There's, a hole in the ground. Again, I use that word literally. One more time, there is literally a hole in the ground that you do your business into. <laughs> Yay. Wow. And you know, but I have to tell you, I'm a Sagittarius, and so I travel really well, and I just took it all in stride, and I took it as an opportunity to understand how other people live, and to yeah, and to meet them where they are and not what was my American expectations. You know, at our hearts we are all far more similar than we are different. And I found that to be true everywhere that I went. I've been in Germany, I've been in France, and of course I've been in Turkey, Spain, Italy, I've been down in Mexico. And people are people. There are they everyone wants to be loved. People, mm-hmm. whether whether it's chosen family or born family, they love their families and they want to protect them and they want a better life for them. And these are the things that connect us and these are the things we need to be looking for, not how differently we do this one particular thing. It, it's It's... We need to look for those deeper connections. How do we love, and how do we wish to be loved? And we need to ask those questions when we meet people and try to meet them, you know, on on their ground as well, and not expect them to be like us.
1: And music is is a, is a great connector in in that. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, you know, my mother's Turkish. She said that she learned a lot of her English, her first English, from listening to the radio. And the and the the American songs here, which is probably why you were so popular with the foreign nationals, because they're not yep. as wrapped up in. Well, that's not really heart. That's not really you know they 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 love the music and the, and they they're connected with the songs. Uh, they're not as yep. drawn up in the in the whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. This is kind of a funny story. My. Um, My mother's Turkish. When I was six, we went to visit. I had a cousin who was about 14 years old, you know, a boy cousin who would throw us around and spin us around, the fun cousin. Uh, Sorry, (laughs) not cousin. He was an uncle. He was an uncle. And we lost touch. I lost touch with my my Turkish family for decades. And then when, when I got reconnected with him, the first thing he was asking me about is my mom had us sing when I was six years old, little Pammy singing K Sarah Sarah for my Turkish huh. relatives. And that's, he's, he remembered that all these years. He's like, sing that song. And I'm like, what song? And he says, K Sarah Sarah. And it all came rushing back to me. And no, we didn't, he doesn't speak very good English, but we connected. That's how I, my mom yeah. had us connect with the family. So, because we are, like you said, family, blood family, family of choice when it comes down to it. We are all family. We're all related. Uh Maybe like tons of generations back, but we're all here sharing this human experience. And thank you for pulling us out of, you know, that's the one thing that, that bard, the, the promise of a bard is a promise of stories of things that are not, you know, to take us someplace else. To take us to another yeah. time oh 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 i almost wrapped this up before we started talking about taking us to another time because you teased ava <laughs> you teased ava oh ava. you got it te- oh
3: you want to hear
2: about? okay so i know you don't have any ava music today but let me just quickly share her story um she showed up you know how nine toes showed up and i didn't know who she was for a year almost before i lost my toe and then realized she was really an entity that was talking to me. Well, Ava showed up about two and a half years. Ava showed up about two and a half years ago. Um, And a few months before that, I had written this piece of music that I had no idea what it was or what it meant. And I shelved it, put it in, put it away, put the notebook away and couldn't even find it for a few months after I put it away. It turns out it was Ava. She is a musician 30,000 years in the future. Wow. Um, she's on. She is on our timeline, and she travels the Milky Way, uh, bringing music to intimate settings with people, and that's kind of unheard for for her time, because most music just comes from somewhere, and people play it wherever they are. But she is actually traveling the galaxy as this, major musician and doing tiny shows everywhere all over the galaxy. And her story is a huge story arc um, that would take me far more time to share than we have here today. But I've written 15 songs in her cycle so far. Um, I'm getting ready to start recording it. There are Demos of the songs, but they are, I don't promise good sound quality or anything else, but there are demos of her songs on my Bandcamp site. If you look on my Bandcamp site, you will see an album called She Walks the Stars. And this is Ava's stuff. It, yeah. I love on one, title. On one level, oh, it's, this is, that's the name that she actually takes as an artist. She is She Walks the Stars. Um, on one level, this is a story in space about these two women who fall in love with each other. Um, They both have deep secrets that they keep from each other. Um, And it's just this incredible story arc as they meet and fall in love and travel together. On another level, this is an intensely Kabbalistic story about unconditional love. It's about light. It's about gravity. It's about quantum physics. This is a space opera. And I am so excited to be able to start recording this music for reals in the next, in the next few months. And hopefully by, you know, early spring next year, I have all of the music really ready, but folks can go listen to um, my quick, my quick versions of the songs out on my Bandcamp site and kind of get a feel for where it's going to take them. Um, it's, it's an incredible story arc. It's a great love story, and it's also a deeply metaphysical one. And I, I think
1: a lot of folks are going to appreciate it on all of those levels. I love it. I got chills when you were talking about it. And the, the wonderful thing about this, go to band camp and find the songs. And uh, because there's still a work in progress, you can, you can talk to Mama Gina about it. You can find her on Facebook and say, I really like this song. And and yeah. help help with that. That's what I love about this because we're all part of the process. Um, yeah, we 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 can be. Uh, we didn't have this growing up. When I did, you know, when I was talking about radio, it's like I played music from you know the Beatles and whatever, and I never was going to meet Sir Paul, though I wanted to so much. <laughs> right? <laughs> he never came to my house and ate spaghetti. Or Paul never did. Anyhow, um, well, that was it, his it, loss. <laughs> it was his loss. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. But that's. I think that that's where we are these days in with music, uh, too. Because when you look at things like uh, carpool karaoke that James Corbin Corden does. And he had this one yes. with uh, that's that's getting intimate with the, with the artist in the car and and having a conversation with him. Maybe we could do like a carpool carpool, pamets porch. I don't know how you do that. Yeah, you can't drive a car on porch. <laughs> 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 we'll we'll get some songs from yeah and sing along with it. Um, anyhow, uh, I've had a pleasant time. I want Ava on. That's why I said Mama Gina and Company because I know that that Nine yeah. Toes is part of you and and thank you for introducing Ava and I do I would love to please when you get this done come on oh, and, yeah. and talk Ava because you you piqued my interest quite quite well absolutely very interesting <laughs> um, okay so so change gears again harder. Um, that's the the last song we're gonna play, and it's it's yeah. um, it's it's unreleased, right? This is the stuff that you've been working right. on. Go back to like the beginning of the show. We we're talking about what you're working on now. Yeah, yeah,
2: and so, um, I I shared I shared this song with somebody a couple of days ago, and they wrote back, "What the hell kind of love song is that?" It's definitely a song for this year. They said it was it said everything that they wanted to say to the people around them and it's not a love song to a specific person. Again, this is a love song to my community, to everybody who is standing in the gap and trying to hold up during these times.
1: Wow. Okay, I usually, you know, I usually like, you know, start the song and then I bring us into the green room. Do you mind letting me listen to all of this and then us talk a little bit and say goodbyes on the other side? You got it. This is the business I usually do in the in the green room. Is like, okay, we're going to talk about this next, but I want to hear all of this. <laughs> Not that I don't want to hear all of your music. I, I, I do listen to all your music. But this is the first time that I'm hearing this too. It's the first time you're hearing this on Pamit's porch on the Witching Hour Spellcast. Thank you so much, Mama Gina. This is Harder. <sighs>
0: Maybe. Thank you.
1: Mama Gina, harder. Yes, like. that was that was amazing. That
2: you know, remember
1: earlier when I was talking about when I opened myself to to the universe about what what to expect from all this. That was the perfect song for that. It's like it's gonna be hard, but we, we gotta love each other harder, and it's gonna be better because we do do that. Thank
2: you. Yeah.
1: Thank you yeah
2: I think this is a this is not just a difficult moment for all of us, but I think it's an opportunity for all of us to learn to love deeper to learn to make connections and to love each other harder and i'm you know that that song came from a place that you know wasn't just me i mean it came through me, and I appreciate that you recognize that thank you
1: i am actually there's tears that are trying to well up i am I'm telling you me this too. Is, i'm not <laughs> Literally, <laughs> literally. you know me I, too. <laughs> Honestly <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. That's that's what a bar does. And that's what you do. And I'm so glad that I reached out to you to, to um to share some time with me today and to share some time with everybody on the porch. Um this is you know, you were talking about about I do get a, I I do get some ego fed from doing this but the the fact that I can share this with with anyone who's on the porch with you that intimacy because your songs are more than your songs they're a part of you and to you know, to be able to share be able to share you be able to share your music and be able to share share with everyone that's Oh <sighs> Thank you for letting letting me play that for the first time on, on the show. Again, where do people get it? Um,
2: well they can't get it yet, but stay tuned. Oh um, if everybody Yeah, no, it's not I'm telling you, you're the first person who has played this publicly. Um I have only shared this with <gasps> a half a dozen people before now. You are you are literally my first. Um Uh yeah. But Folks, stay tuned to my Bandcamp site, MamaGina.Bandcamp.com, And um, that's where new stuff is getting released all the time now in this year of stuff. I'm not waiting for a whole CD to be done before I release it. I'm releasing songs as they come through. And um, Pam, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for inviting me to Pam's Porch. I miss you. Um, I miss our dinner together, and I'm hoping that down the road we get to hug each other in real life again soon.
1: I'm looking forward to that. I know that will happen. That's that's going to happen, and we all will. Yes. We all will hug each other in real life again. Yes, right. We will. That's going to happen. Indeed. Just and it, <laughs> and it's and I'm here comes the tears again, and it's going to mean so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing that, as as sucky as this is, that's one thing that we can be grateful for coming out of this is that we'll respect the connections we made and, and you know, we won't take, take it for granted in the future.
0: Oh, my God, I got all deep. Look what you
1: did to me. <laughs> ha. <laughs> oh, my I'm goodness. I'm so glad we I'm got a chance to talk. I am too. I am too, um, and I appreciate you. And I and I hopefully will be able to have you on when you're done with the Ava and any time that you have anything you want to share, um, just just hit me up. And you know if you're listening to the porch or anything on Witching Hour Spellcast, you know reach out to me. Uh, Jason Mankey, uh, The Witch is Next Door, and the the upcoming shows. If you want to, because this is, we're here for the community. We're here to keep to keep uh, those connections going. And thank you again for 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 being on the show. Now you, now I'm going to have to call you up in the, in a couple of weeks or so just to touch base with you, and we'll have to start having phone calls again. Right. You got it.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to, I usually play a song out. I'm going to go ahead and, and I'll play. Um, uh, we played all this, this great stuff. I want to play. I know what I want to play. I want to do, and I have not done this yet. I want to do a show that is just the green album. That was, you know, oh, yeah. almost four and a half years ago. And it was an amazing, amazing album uh, of if anyone doesn't have it already, if you want to, I don't know if you have any physical copies of it. So if you want to get a physical copy of it, you have to find. Okay, that's, that's the thing. Not everybody has physical copies. So if you can get a physical copy of this somewhere out um, on the road, and then when you run into Gina, Mama Gina, after everything's done, you can ask her to sign it. Collect all the, the the autographs from people. Uh, if not, you can always get it digitally at thegreenalbum.net. I know that if you do the digital downloads, 25% of it still goes to the Rainforest Trust. Last time I checked with uh, with the Tuatha Dea folks. Um, but yes. your your song, Do North, uh, I'm going to play us out with it. Before I do, I want to give you a chance to talk about what Do North is. Because I, I played this on oh. the political show that I did. Because when when awesome. uh, when somebody's son, when somebody started, uh, somebody that's orange and is number 45 started yep. you know scaling back the, the hunting laws and regulations to protect our, our wildlife. Uh, and I have a political show um, that's not on The Witching Hour. Believe it or not, this is not political. <laughs> um, I played <laughs> Due North. And then talked a little Aww. bit about it. So, oh, so, wow. so tell
2: yeah. us about so, Due North. And... Due North, I wrote the October in 2015 uh, when uh, the state of Florida had just um, sneakily, not publicly really, um, although it was a public thing, they opened up uh, a season on the Florida Black Bear which had been endangered earlier that year. They wound up taking it off of the endangered list and then opened promptly opened okay. up season so they could make money selling the licenses. Uh, at that time, mm-hmm. the, um, the population was maybe about 3,200 bears for the whole state of Florida, they estimated, and they were going to authorize a 10% call, which meant 320 bears were allowed to be killed and they figured it was going to take two weeks. They opened season... And in two and a half days, 298 bears were killed. And the, wow. the public outcry went from zero to, oh, my God, this is happening. And they promptly shut the thing down. Um, but that 298 doesn't include bears who were wounded, um, who might who, who might not have been harvested that weekend but later died. And it doesn't include cubs that were abandoned because their mother was killed. Um and, uh, I had a gut wrenching rage response to it. And what I do with my rage is I turn it into music. And in this instance, although I don't usually write that stuff and share it, in this instance, I thought I have to, I have to do something with this song. And I had literally just finished writing due North. I was sitting at a campsite and my phone rang as I was sitting there trying to figure out how I was going to release one song. Cause I never did that at that point. And, um, it was, uh, it was uh, one of the folks, it was Brad from Murphy's Midnight Rounders on my phone. And he said, listen, I've just been talking to Tawaddea and we want to do this thing called the Green Album and we'd like for you to write a song for it. And he told me what it was about, about writing for the earth, writing for the planet. Um, and I, I told him, I said, Brad, I just wrote the song. And I was proud to become one of the 14 artists uh 14 bands or uh, that, that um, graced the green album and we raised a lot of money to protect some land uh, through the Rainforest Trust and the, um, the album continues to sell digitally. And I'm just so proud that we were able to make a statement as pagans and as people uh, and as musicians that our planet is is worthy of saving and that we have to be part of that solution. And the music and the musicians on the Green Album are incredible, and I was glad that Due North became part of that project.
1: I, I got chills through all that story, all that story. Um, and I want one last thought before we go, before I play Do North, is as you're talking about this, I've got the news on in the background, and I see... California on fire and I see the hurricanes heading towards uh, Mississippi and Alabama. And it's yep. so important. I'm going crying. <laughs> it's so important <laughs> that we do what we can. And if if, 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 buying a CD is the one thing you do today, if you go to the green 25% of that goes to rainforest trust. If you just, you know, raise awareness and, um, I feel so bad for the people in California right now, and I wish I could do more. Yep. So, <sighs> okay. Do North. Deep breath. Thank you so much. We 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 went. We had all sorts of. We had highs. We had lows. This was a fun show. Thank you so much, Gina, Thank Mama you. Gina, for being part of this. Thank you.
2: Thank you from the bottom of my heart. We'll talk again.
1: Do North from the Great Alpen. Thank you.
0: Heart, and I fell in the, the dam to his spear in one stroke. Your children, my
1: Do that one thing today, no matter how big or small, it'll make a difference. See you next week.